0: listening to Two Sons of Tatooine. If there's a bright center to the universe, you're listening to the podcast that it's farthest from. And here are your hosts, Jonathan and Nathan. Well, dear Tuscan Raiders, Jawas, and Tattoo Parlors, you must be looking up at the desert sky to some John Williams. In the background, because this is Two Sons of Tatooine. I'm one of your hosts, Nathan, a.k.a. MP Bro, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jonathan Cohn. Today we're also bringing in James Cohn as our guest, and we'll be discussing the Bad Batch episode 7, entitled Battle Scars. This episode saw Clone Force 99 reintroduced to a fan-favorite Clone Wars character, Captain Rex. Oh, yes. And uh, the Implant storyline finally came to a head, which has been foreshadowed for many episodes. Also excited that we also get to visit... Bracca, the planet Bracca, star, Starship Graveyard, introduced to in uh, Fallen Order. Um, gorgeous, looked gorgeous. So let me throw it to Jonathan. Um, what were some of your overall impressions uh, about this episode, Battle Scars? Well, my first impression
1: was what you told me. You said, oh my goodness, this is amazing. You need to watch it. And so <laughs> I was like, all right, all right, I'm, uh, I'm going to go watch it. And we did. And um, uh, as soon as they went to Bracca, I was like, this seems familiar. And um, Mm -hmm. uh, we we looked it up and we're like, oh, oh, it's the planet from Fallen Order. Um, And I didn't realize this initially, but it's also in uh, the novel Resistance Reborn. Uh, It has a brief appearance in that where uh, the characters from uh, uh, Battlefront 2, the surviving characters from Battlefront 2 have to go to... Bracca to get some ships and material. But anyway, it was great to see Bracca on screen. Gets that connectivity together. And it was also great to have, um, uh, you know,
0: Captain Rex back. So overall, very
1: strong episode.
0: Super strong. Um, Beautiful animation, as we've Mm -hmm. already mentioned. Um, The soundtrack was also top-notch. Oh, yeah. Really, really top-notch. And... uh, But... In our pre-talks, James mentioned some of the things maybe were a little predictable to him. James, did you did you feel like some of the storyline was so obvious that it ruined it a little bit for you? Or well, I I would say that I
2: enjoyed the references, like like you guys said earlier. I think uh, getting to see Bracca again kind of made me excited because I'm like uh, opening up my mind to the idea that maybe you know maybe uh, I forget what his name is, but Calistus. Uh, Cal Custis, yeah. Um, he might actually yeah. show up in the show, like, at some point as a cameo. That would be pretty amazing. Uh, oh, but, dude, we've
0: got to talk about that.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, I was kind of bums that they actually finished the um, uh, whole arc with uh, each of... Or, well, Order 66, the Im- uh, embedded chips, uh, whereas they probably could have kept that going uh, for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they did what was was necessary but it would have been interesting to have seen maybe a little bit more of record trying to fight against uh, order 66 I thought that that was a little bit um of a bummer mm. that it was just it was so quick um that he was he was done with
0: it um uh, and i was i was actually glad yeah i was too <laughs> it's, it's been building for its so long so oh, much foreshadowing yeah. like and we're talking like almost six episodes of yeah. we've been noticing that his head was hurting and this was mm-hmm. it was just like Okay, move it along. But you're saying you wanted more of a like it is a like a what's going to be his fate type of question. Well, like do we yeah. have to go and rescue? Maybe that'll be the the storyline we get with Cross here. Cross here.
2: Yeah. Don't you think? Which which is interesting cuz I I feel like with Cross here we're really keeping in the villain for the majority of the show and I almost kind of want him to stay a villain just because I I didn't like him that much from the start. I feel like he was the most unlikable of all of the yeah. all of the characters. Um, but I mean, he's he's a he. But he makes for a fantastic villain. It just as far as an ally, it didn't seem like he could, he fit into the patch or the batch, so yeah. to speak. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: but hmm. that's just my opinion. You know, uh, you're you're welcome to disagree with it.
0: <laughs> well, let's go to then. Let's go to talk about Cal for a second. Um, <clears throat> me and you'll talk some cow real here um, I love the possibility of his introduction first of all we know that his his um Venator that he was on board with his master Joro topal was it was above braca and crashed on braca mm-hmm. at order 66 so presumably he's there now he was there he he was recruited it was obvious that he recruited like into the scrappers guild because that's where we first see him <clears throat> dude if they bring him on it's gonna be awesome even yeah. if it's just a little tease i would love to see it yeah um, it's also interesting he's um he's actually because in in the game you probably remember this he's stronger now than he was he has to almost relearn all of his abilities through the game so he would be a stronger padawan now than he is for uh, five years from now is when I think Fallen Order plays to big place. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so I he mean, might be in the process of joining. I don't know. I don't know. How do you see him yeah. if he does I mean, It cam- could be cameo.
2: something like a little cameo. Yeah. I mean, it could be something like a, a miniature cameo where you just see him appear in the background or something like that. Like he, he looks or something. I mean, that, that would be even interesting where you don't necessarily know who he is. Because a lot of people probably who haven't played the game, which is a very probably a very high percentage of Star Wars fans will probably be like, Okay, who is he? So they'd have to reintroduce his character. But it, mm-hmm. it probably it would be very difficult to fit him into the story arc just because of the fact that he uh flees from the Jedi Order and um, basically loses all his powers and everything. It would be interesting, though. I think even if it was just a small five-minute thing where he just shows up and helps him with a, a task or something like that. And so
1: what's great about these types of cameos is it is so simple to catch people up to the relevant information for the story, mm-hmm. and then people say, I want to know more about that character. Or how do they tie mm-hmm. in? And they can go look at the other stuff. For instance, Maul in Solo... A lot of people were shocked by it, and mm-hmm. then it led a lot of people to um, uh, Clone Wars. And they didn't even do that much explaining in Solo of anything with Maul. Mm-hmm. And yet I think it worked very well because it led to questions. So I think this is a, that would be a great option because a lot more people, I think, are watching Bad Batch than played the game. So you get people say, who is this character? They go pl- by the game. Maybe. Lucasfilm makes more money, and the fandom gets <laughs> bigger and expands to to new places. So I
2: think Andy I think it's a apparently, win. but I mean I don't know.
0: <laughs> so it could explain one or two things, but in the first of the game, Sir June, uh, and Grease kind of show up at just the right moment to save Cal, and you know it's almost like too convenient. You know, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if there was a better explanation for that, but if somehow that the bad batch knew about cal and were keeping an eye on him or let no let you know some other jedi know then they could be watching out for him that's a possibility or they could go the other side and say they meet cal kestis but he doesn't reveal that he's a jedi to protect himself mm-hmm. and he just kind of helps them and uh you know they think oh we made a small ally or we helped this kid um he'll be fine working with the scrappers guild or something and we see him But it's more of a they don't know, because if if the Bad Batch knows that he's a Jedi, um, they might want to take him with them to help out the Republic forces and whatnot. Um, More Mm -hmm. likely. And it's a possibility that they would also say at the same time, well, you may be safer here just Mm -hmm. staying undercover. But I think he would probably join with them as long as he's not like, you know, a little bit of a what would you call it? Aftershock towards the clones like the, Mm -hmm. you know. Because he was really close to the clones, and it was but that, really, that, that, really But that sad. might make
1: well that might make it such a compelling story is that he might come to save them from whatever's gonna <clears> you know hunt them down, and then realize that they're clones, and then be like, oh no, and have PTSD, and they have to yeah. talk him off the ledge or something. That yeah. I think that would be really yeah, cool.
2: That would be that would be a good arc to have to, to show a, a Jedi, especially Padawan with PTSD. I mean, they yeah. they almost could do that with uh, what was it Kenan. Or not, Caleb yeah. Doom, Canaan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I
1: mean, I think this is why you need to watch the rest of Rebels because James didn't really understand the connection that uh, Caleb Doom from uh, the first episode of Bad Batch was the same character as. Uh, well,
2: I didn't. I I thought he looked familiar, but I didn't realize it was the same guy. So like, yeah. it took me. Yeah, it took me a little bit.
0: It's surprising to me too that he seems to be about the same age of, as Cal Kestis is. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. when we see f- flashbacks, like I view as Kanan as older than Cal, but that's just because we played Cal 10 years before we met Caleb Dune and yeah. Rebels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they're about the same age is very interesting to me. Yeah. Know. It's possible we don't see Cal Kestis at all. Yeah. Um,
1: mm-hmm. I mean, this, but, this, they could be thinking, this is all the tie-in we're getting to Jedi Fallen Order. And if that is the case, that's still a pretty big get. Mm -hmm. That we got that big Italian. So uh, we're happy either way. It's almost like a good little Easter egg, so to speak.
0: Like, as far as worlds, you know, there's a lot of... Fauna, flora and fauna that Star Wars has discovered, but one of the most beautiful, coolest things has to be like them exploring through these like fallen. It's oh, just yeah. like a pl- like as a kid, I used to go. We used to have these massive playgrounds mm-hmm. that were like nothing like the the kid safe things that they have today that are like super you know toned down. We had these ginormous monstrous things with like ropes, and you could fall and hurt yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you could explore, and they were so big. If I was on like a planet like this, we're talking about unlimited exploring, you could just have a great time. And I, I loved seeing it animated. I loved, and even though it wasn't the same world, because I think Zepho, when you go to Zepho in um, Fall in Order, James, mm-hmm. you get to explore another crashed Venator ship. Yeah, um, that was amazing. That was one of the funnest things. We didn't get to go back to Bracca and and as they did that, but um, anyway. So mm-hmm. I guess we've talked a bit, <laughs> quite a bit about. <laughs> Just Braca and how cool it is. Um, I would like to focus
1: the... some on uh, the beginning of the episode, particularly with uh, Rex, because we now know that Rex was the one who was contacted by the, the Martez sisters in the actually, last episode. I, actually, do we know that, though? Yes, Does because mean, he it's... said the Martez sisters called me and uh, told me about you guys, mm-hmm. Uh and so, we now know that he was the guy on the other end, and you can tell he's wearing essentially the same cloak uh, mm. in the bar that he was wearing in the hologram. So, it's obvious it was him. Uh, I didn't think they'd reveal it that quick.
2: That was a really quick uh, turnaround. Well, that seems to open up another door of, like, well, how did he connect with the Martez sisters? Also. And- well,
1: okay, that makes sense because you know he 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 uh, separated from Ahsoka after Order sixty six, but you know he was still talking with her, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the Martez sisters had been with Ahsoka up to like the Siege mm-hmm. of Mandalore, mm-hmm. so they, it was it would make sense that they'd be in con- communication.
0: Mm. Yeah, he'd be looking for whatever allies are left, mm-hmm. and it's likely that their neutrality within the you know Order sixty six scenario would leave yeah. them somewhat unaffected and Mm -hmm. and relatively uh useful yeah so yeah um interesting point because i didn't catch on that line that you mentioned jonathan i didn't mention i didn't i heard what i heard was that um i interpreted as the family that he had met that we, we had all gone to help Mm-hmm. They had I. That's what I actually thought. No, he, he said.
1: No, he said. The, he said the Martez sisters. Right. So he did,
0: and I realize you're right now. But when I was watching the, were you episode, watching it? Yeah, you didn't. I actually stayed up to watch that in the yeah. middle of the night. So it was. It was very late. Did you Did you do that
1: because you had like a feeling Bracco was going to be in it, or were you? Did you do it just to on impulse I just just to watch it?
0: I stayed up this week to watch Loki and to watch Bad Batch. Nice. Both of them, the releases, and because i solid. Mean, I'm not, I'm not working right now, so hey. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, hey, <laughs> what else are you going to do? Stay up and watch the premiere. Watch the live stream with Star Wars Theory. It was really cool. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's worth it if you, if you want to sometimes for people out there. Yeah, it is fun um, when you
1: have someone that you're watching it with live, especially when you stay up all night, because then you feel rewarded for doing it live. You mm-hmm. feel like it was worth the, the, the effort
0: and the, the exhaustion. So. The last time I did that was for the Ahsoka episode of Mandalorian. Ooh. And oh, oh my god. Didn't you do that for the finale though? Cuz I know the that fin- theory did. No, nope. nope. I didn't was... do it. I didn't do it for the finale. Oh. Okay. Um mm. I, w- I kind of wish I had, but um no, I did it for the Ahsoka episode and that was amazing. Yeah. It was it was super great, but um yeah, it's, I guess i don't even know the context of the first little opening scene but we're led to imply that the bad batch got another job we've just like moved on from the droid head job Mm -hmm. and instead they're chasing this lizard they stole a lizard from some other people who had also stole the lizard and they give this lizard to um Mm -hmm. it's a whole like getting in the hyperdrive scene and we get more of wrecker's head being teased And James apparently still wanted, like, more and more of of Wreckers' heads just being bumped into everything possible. It's like, we need to create just a whole meme line of, like, what all things can we photoshop? Yeah,
2: I, from me, from well, exactly. I, I think I just
0: wanted him to see
2: to see him actually try to kill a Jedi, because then I think that would have created a good arc. Say if like he ran into, what's his name again? Uh, K- Kanan? Kanan. Kanan, yes. Kanan. Um, um, it wouldn't
1: make sense for them to run into Kanan, because at this point Kanan's going deep underground. He's just a Padawan.
2: Yeah. Right, but but I mean, like to see Wrecker go crazy and everything, I think that would have been interesting to have... I mean, we did seen seen that. Well, dude, I mean, see that. Dude, he almost
0: took down the entire Bad Batch, dude.
2: I mean, he did, yeah. Which and is interesting. <laughs> they're 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 kind of like one Jedi, you know. But I think it would have been. Mean, I mean, it, they could have followed a different arc with Omega, where Omega could have been afraid of uh, afraid of Wrecker in that moment or something. I mean, but I mean, it, it's fine, you know. I think that it. I think it's just a. It, it kind of uh, simplifies the set, like basically all of the clones now. Uh, or all of the Bad Batch uh, can no longer have any effect on Order 66. Yeah, like that, it's, it's that completely, plot line is completely, completely done. removed for them. Yeah. Uh, now they just need to fix Crosshair basically for that. So, so, so that's I mean, where I was disappointed. Yeah, y- yeah, I think
1: you're saying that you mean that you can't have any future potential for anyone in that, not just Wrecker, whereas if they had just had one person, just had Wrecker, uh, uh, had the thing out, you could still do Order 66 again with someone else. So I think there is ample, there there could have been ample potential for that. <clears throat> um, but I'm glad to get away from this. I think they can get more into yeah. the mercenary stuff. That's what I'm hoping for.
0: Mm. And this front half of the season, there's been all this tension about that. Because we have already dealt with to 66.
1: Mm-hmm. This
0: is a storyline that has a chance now to move on to something else. Yeah. Whatever story they really wanted to tell with the Bad Batch, it was an important question they had to answer and how to get the chips out. Yeah. But. Now we've finally we've got a chance to really go into somewhere we don't actually know where we're headed, um, <clears throat> but I I I see your point, man. I think I think uh, on maybe we'll get some more with a possible you know uh, Gregor or Wolf because we know Wolf. that those guys get theirs. Yeah. But we later later on too.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, and we haven't seen them, and we ha- mm-hmm. and we know that
0: you know they have the character
1: model, and then we know that De Filoni likes tying things into his own series, so that actually is a good point. I think that now that you say that, I think we're gonna predict that maybe not in the first season, but sometime we're gonna see uh, Gregor and yeah. our wolf. Mm-hmm. I, I so think I'm sure
0: one. I'm sure there will be more tendencies to revisit it with other clones, just not, mm-hmm. I guess, These our ones. our particular batch, which is it's good because Omega having her around and having them in that state, she was in constant danger, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as, we, as we see. And it was just luck that they didn't snap before then. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I'm, uh, uh,
1: I, I thought the episode was interesting that it seemed to have a lot of parallels to, uh, to Lord of the Rings because, uh, first of all, uh, Rex's introduction was very mm-hmm. much uh, Aragorn as Strider uh, <laughs> in uh, The Prancing Pony. And then there's a time where they're walking across and they see something in the water and Hunter says, "Uh, let's stay above the water. And James Mm -hmm. leaned over to me and said... Uh, don't don't do not disturb. Do not water. disturb the water. <laughs> and then you have a creature that's picking them up by the leg and is trying to eat them. And it has the same type of structure essentially as the
2: monster from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, from from Fellowship. From Fellowship. Yeah. So there were just a lot of things that was like, mm. it's a very parallel sequences. Like that's yeah. definitely borrowed by many means. Yeah. But I appreciated that. The well, yeah. It, we, oh, uh, sorry. Sorry, I, I,
0: you're you're talking about the creature, right? Ibnus, yeah. yeah. The yeah. Though I don't know the name of the, the creature Ibis in Lord ma. of the Rings, do
1: you? The Ibis ma I believe, is yes, the name of the that's
0: the one in, in, in Braca. But yeah. it's so similar to the creature in Lord of the Rings. It really is. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't I didn't relate to that until you just mentioned it, so that's crazy. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, we were we were trying to figure out if it was the same creature from the garbage chute, but then in reality, you know, thinking about it, it can't be the same creature because there's no way that big giant thing could have fit into the oh, garbage no. chute. Plus we so, know the other uh, creatures called a diagonal, so
0: well, like, we y- actually y- see know. that, um, so James, you remember this, but in the, whenever your friend falls, the quaff or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. the guy from the beginning, the tutorial level of Fallen Order, he's falling into the mall, and that's when you reveal the Force and hold him from falling to being eaten. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I forgot about that sequence, actually. Yeah, like, it's it's been a long time. Because <laughs> you reach out and catch him with the Force, right? But the mall is, like, down at the bottom, and, like, apparently that thing even, like, eats Starship parts, which is why it's it eats, like, metal and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's wow. a cool, cool thing. I mean, it's, like, on the perfect planet to, <laughs> to have lots of buffet of uh, Starship. Pieces. I forgot but that there was even
2: a monster. I thought he was just saving him from falling, generally speaking, but that's, that's even more interesting. Uh, yeah. That was, I was, I was, it was, it was going,
1: fun going through Wikipedia because I was like, oh, this is a connection and this is a connection. Like they really did a good job of making everything work together here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, but yeah, uh, another, another thing from the episode that I thought was interesting was how quick Rex was to the moment he found out that they still had their chips, like his hands on his gun instantly, like oh, their yeah. chips haven't even yeah. gone off. And yet, his gun hand, hands on his gun, and I'm like,
0: Rex That's knows these some guys. Serious PTSD, yeah. man. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. And like, it's interesting because
1: like Echo is, I mean, he hunt, he knows Hunter and the others, but Echo was one of Rex's best friends. That's why he oh, went yeah. to go save. Them. That's why he went to go save Echo in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. But yet he's willing to draw the gun like that on them. I thought that was a bit. I was I was surprised by his actions there.
2: Hmm.
0: Dude, if you were ever with a group of your best friends yeah. and suddenly everybody goes mad but you and starts trying to kill you, yeah, like, the PTSD would be so serious. Mm-hmm. Like, even even people that he knows that are acting normally, I mean, he would just always be on his toes around him until he knows for sure that the thing that causes them to go crazy is, is gone. Yeah. So I was glad to see his reaction done up that way. I feel like that brought weight and seriousness Mm -hmm. to and it legitimized everything that he was feeling that's such Mm -hmm. a i mean the humanization of of Mm -hmm. rex is what we loved about clone wars and of all so many clones we got to know but a bad batch too i love the humanization that's obviously Mm -hmm. what the 2002 you know star wars clone wars lacked a little bit of and even the films as well and Um, i think mm -hmm. i
1: think that this episode works really well for you and me because we've spent so long with Rex whereas mm-hmm. James liked it but he I mean and you've seen a lot of the pivotal episodes with Rex but you have not spent the volume of time that we have so you don't have quite the attack uh, attachment you to like it. him but yeah you like yeah. Him, but you don't you don't feel like he's family in the same way that if you've seen every episode of clone wars several times yeah type of
2: thing so i i did catch the callbacks though to especially like the the final season of the clone wars which yeah. I, I did appreciate that that he was you know saying about how uh we we lost all the clones and like you know they all turned on us and yeah you know, um i looked or you know i survived but but uh Uh, i was the only one and i thought that was interesting to see that that call back to that you know bringing that back because that does open up for people who've never watched the clone wars uh, to be able to go back to that season specifically and i think we'll see yeah if you're watching if you're watching this you most people have been watching the clone wars as well at least at least the
1: last season but at least this show doesn't uh treat you like you're totally ignorant like they're assuming people know stuff, and they don't spend too
2: long catching people up. Yeah, it's just, it's just a little snippet. Yeah, a little yeah. snippet.
0: <laughs> I was going to do a parallel, since we're doing Lord of the Rings parallels. James's attachment to Rex is kind of like ours was after seeing Fellowship of the Ring and watching Boromir die, right? Yeah. But that's... our attachment to Rex, Jonathan and I, is like Thor finding out that... <laughs> that four <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's this interesting parallel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: He's the favorite That's our child level, attachment the, level to Rip, Yes, you know? That yeah. is a good analogy. You favor him over Commander Cody. So Commander Cody's fair or, well actually like Commander Cody. That's not a good analogy. Anyway, it reminds
0: me I saw a meme this week of I don't know, y'all seen that four panel format. It takes the Attack of the Clone scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you've seen that. <clears throat> yeah. So it's got yeah. the four panels and it's, you know, Anakin and Padme, but it's, you know it's it's Dinothor and it's uh, Pippin or maybe it was some it was somebody telling him your son is dead and he says Faramir right <laughs> and then the bottom panel was like wait Faramir right <laughs>
1: so, it's it's really funny just go to r slash prequel memes or r slash lotr memes at any point oh they're so and they and what you'll see is for like a day you or two you will just see the same meme the format for like hundreds of them, and then the next day you will not see any of that meme format and they'll go on to the next, and it's just like an obsession of, okay, do something with this just this one <laughs> joke and see how far you can go with it. It's
0: because we are men of culture and we have mm-hmm. the same tastes. Oh yeah, I say that you two enjoy Lord of the Rings and the prequels. So oh therefore. yeah, <laughs> Shall we overlap? We shall indeed. Um, okay. Yeah. We, <laughs> the attachment level to Rex is what got us on that discussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, did you
1: notice he mentioned fives?
0: And he said, yeah, yes. Fives told yes. me about it. And when I heard yeah. that, it
1: I just, uh, I felt because Fives really, I'd <clears throat> say, I was more attached to Fives in the yeah. Clone Wars than I was to Rex, personally. Mm. To, su- to some people, that wasn't the case, but I felt like Fives was more of a human character. <clears throat> and, all of course, you know, Captain Rex has been Captain Rex the whole time, whereas Fives started out from nothing as, like, the worst clone trooper and went up to become uh uh commando <clears throat> an arc an arc trooper huh. so mm-hmm. the you really see a progression yeah. and his uh, uh a bit of a spoiler for you james i don't know if you've seen this season but his uh ending that, oh no i've seen that was one. it like five or six episodes
0: about yeah. fives at the beginning uh, of season. Was, yeah.
1: That was, five or six. So that if, if they'd never done season seven, that arc alone was worth, mm. at, at the time, the ending, because they just really mm. ripped your heart out with...
0: It was deep. Yeah. It was really, really deep. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I, I sensed the, like the fives connection that I was going to describe it as similar how, how you would have. Because yeah. I definitely agree with you. He was a little mm-hmm. bit more relatable. <clears throat> yes. And his growth made us... Um, like him so much yeah it made us like him a whole and, lot and he was and
1: he was separated as he was like the at the time the last man standing of the uh, the domino squad and now that focus has shifted to Echo that Echo is the last man standing mm. of the domino squad mm. so even though Echo to me has <clears throat> been kind of a blank they haven't done much with Echo's character in the show they've done some with Hunter and, and Wrecker and Crosshair and even a little bit with Tech, but they really haven't done much with Echo, but you still feel for him because you've known him the longest of the group. That's true.
0: Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Uh,
2: yeah, this is uh well, Oh, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to move us along, but if you had something to add, go ahead and add this, it for I This is do. a
2: very unrelated note, and nobody but probably maybe Jonathan and myself will, will get this, but um, I, I don't know if you ever watched this show when you were younger, Nathan, but there was a TV show that... Um, uh, Jonathan and I used to watch when we were kids and I feel like watching the character arc or like the character setup between the bad batch and, uh, Omega, Omega, it feels like the same kind of setup as, uh, the TV show. This was a Christian TV show, uh, called three, two, one penguins. Did you ever watch that show when you were, okay. So it's, it's kind
1: of, it's, it's it's very close. And I think it's even produced by the same people that produced, uh, VeggieTales.
2: Yeah. It was it was a show about like three or four space cowboys that were penguins basically, and um uh and then uh about two kids who basically imagine up these characters or imagine these penguins coming to life, yeah. and uh, and it was a very entertaining show. But it's just funny because I feel like the setup is very similar as far as the characters, because you have the the brains, and then the the brawn. You have, you have the leader. You have the uh, you have the brawn. You have um, the guy who's like. Uh, you know doing like the flying or something
1: yeah the like piloting you got you got the different tasks of the Bad Batch in the same way and <clears> then they have a little kid that's traveling around with them that they're trying to parent so it is was well, this
0: before Madagascar oh yeah oh yeah this is
2: before Madagascar yeah, this, so was this is before be Kowalski analysis <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe they stole it from uh, um, from uh, 321 Penguins yeah they probably stole it from Big Idea honestly I mean who knows yeah. <laughs> but it's hmm. a Big Idea there yeah it's
0: true <laughs> <laughs> you well, were interesting. Move us along. A little parallel. Yeah, so um, Ord Mantel, we get the little scene of like the popcorn that, you know, Wrecker and Omega mm-hmm. share, just showing their bond as special, which pays yeah. off in the, big in the time episode. at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also shows just, uh, you know, these control chips, we've already seen how they change a person, but yeah. it's just, yet again, it's hit home about the, the, the level of. If I'm not in control of my body and I'm just a passenger and my body's doing things that I want it to do, Mm -hmm. like, the sadness that I feel, like, I've never seen Wrecker as emotionally upset and sad as he is, as he's, you know, towards the end when he's apologizing. Mm -hmm. And all of that is set up just, like... (laughs) The character of Wrecker's never serious. He's always, yeah. you know, happy and, you know, or complaining or grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> but he's he's just, he's never so serious as he is in that moment. It was mm. awesome for me to see that. And the depth paid off mm. um, for us to get there when we get that moment of them sharing. And it's so great, like as adults, what we do with, with sometimes when we deal with kids who mm. are our own kids or kids that we teach or just, we learn how to reassure them that things are going to be all right. Cause we know that they need to hear that yeah. so badly. And, you know, we remember and you probably in your own life, we think of times where that's, this, all we needed to hear from our parents was it's going to be okay. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and just to be able to trust in their parents. And that's, that's a, that's something that you don't see them like just flat out say to each other, but yeah. he learns that he learns mm-hmm. that from, you know, his experiences to where he knows that's what he needs to do is restore the sense of normalcy, yeah. for omega um so even some good parenting lessons here um the episode but anyway what are the chances that because um, there was a there was a comment sid makes um she's talking about the tactical droid head that they basically messed up the job yeah what are the chances that we get while they're on um <clears throat> The chance to find uh, a decommissioned tac- tactical droid head from like one of the battles on a ship that fell down there.
1: I think they're done with that plot line now. I don't think they're going to try keep it going. Um, I think that you know it was last episode was the whole episode about it, and then this episode they're just paying off the um, the the line that Sid has. I do not think they're going to try to salvage salvage one now.
2: I, I I'd say pretty low. Yeah, speaking speaking of Sid, do you guys feel like she's uh, becoming much more villain within the series as she as she develops as a character because it does seem she does seem very sketchy or I mean she might just be the more anti-hero type uh, where she doesn't really she's not good or bad she's in between yeah, she's just the true true
1: neutral yeah uh, is, is mm-hmm. that term
2: I think she really is I think she's just the doesn't care
1: about mor- morality and so she's just just there
0: mm. She warns them not to um, push her; or they'll see her ugly side. Yeah. Because you know she's got to be making money, or she's not happy. Uh, and and
1: in fairness, uh, they don't know that Wrecker and uh, uh, Omega are just putting everything on uh, Sid's tab, which can't be cheap. <laughs> I, I'm thinking that's
2: like luxury food that they're getting after each uh, after yep. each mission. <laughs> it's like dipping dots or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, dipping dots <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like they taste good, but they're
0: Super expensive, though. Tipping dots. It's just caramel corn or something like that. You know. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Man, so I do want to talk about um, when they get there, just uh, the exploring is all good, and then they, you know, but they have this moment when they finally found the um, Med Bay area, or what what we call it? And then we get asked a question by Omega, which I thought, that's such a like I would have never written that question, but it just shows so much. And she asks, How do we know that this procedure is gonna work? Yeah. Hmm. Because whenever she asks that I'm like, Well of course it's gonna work, it's on Rex. But for yeah, a minute I, I thought I thought, well, hang on. You know, that's that's a great question because these guys are different. All of them are mutations and they mm-hmm. may have something and I literally think it's it's somewhat possible that we still might have some after effects that we didn't have from Rex or from somebody else. Yeah. But mm. I don't know that question. Did it strike you the same way as it did me when she got to that?
1: Not till now. I just thought it was you know a kid being extra worried. <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. She's she's more cautious now than she used to be. I think it's showing that. Hmm. Um. I, I maybe maybe you're right. But what that just made me think of is, okay, so we know that the Bad Batchers had their chips taken out. They aren't why does Rex not bring them in during Rebels? Why doesn't he have them as part of the crew during when they're when they're in the big battles and stuff? Why mm-hmm. haven't they been part of the rebellion? Because it yeah. looks like they're inching towards the rebellion. Does that mean that the Bad Batch is all gonna die by the end of the series, perhaps? I kind of imagine that or foresee that a little bit. I mean, that'd be a dark way to go, but, I mean, it's possible.
2: I feel like everyone except Omega Omega will will die at some point, basically, uh, for this. Just because... Making her go dark.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to disagree with you guys. Because we said the same thing about Ahsoka. Ahsoka. That's true. It's true. It's true. I mean, we it, have said we said that for so long about Ahsoka, like she has to die, or else she's she would be in the original trilogy. Like Yoda wouldn't have said, "The last Jedi, will you be?" You that's, know, that's a good point. But he didn't say, "The last citizen, shall you be?" <laughs>
2: <laughs> citizen Tano. You
0: know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I sorry, that difference. was that was low, low. Um, but it's clear that. If they're involved, you know, they've definitely taken a back seat Mm -hmm. to probably be protectors of Omega and have a family. Yeah. Um, I would be I would be upset to see them die. Uh, I think it's I think you're right that there's a there's a chance of it, though. Mm -hmm. But I would I would be happy to see them live on Mm -hmm. um, just because, man, like the more people die, like in when like Rogue One, when everybody dies, I'm like, well. Um, that was great, great story, great sacrifice, <laughs> but I'm not interested in learning about more more about those characters because I already know that they die. Yeah. So yeah. that's why the Cassian series isn't as interesting to me because I'm like, well, I mean, he doesn't really... <laughs> I, he, he does a great thing, and that's the end. And <laughs> If the Bad Batch story ends up that way, I'll be really sad. That's all well, I'm saying. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, the thing about this is that they have plenty of
2: time to really develop these characters, mm-hmm. and I feel like... A lot of times when it comes to story writing, it's really to, like, each character has to come to some form of conclusion at some point. So, I mean, you know, obviously I don't think it's going to be until the final season that that ends up happening. But, I mean, I I feel like this whole show, being dedicated to them and about them, I think specifically, it's almost like it would be quite a finale to see them, like... uh, I I feel like they they would die in a sacrificial format or something where... It ends up being to save Omega. Or to some, do some of them things. may die. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. some of them may. But I, I honestly think it would be all of them at this point. I'm just predicting that. I don't know for sure. I could be wrong. Uh, yeah. So mm.
0: we'll see. Well, we'll have more foreshadowing. Gives us more ideas as we go along.
1: Maybe slowly, um, uh, you know, Omega will be a great character. And then by the last season, uh, they'll have uh, Omega. Uh, uh, slowly turn evil and then take her dragon and go and just destroy the entire galaxy.
2: Uh, uh, I see what she did there.
0: Um, I mean, I've been seeing some weird... I, I, I've
2: been seeing some weird grown-up Omega memes where they just put... Like, uh, they put Jango Fett's face with long hair. <laughs> it's like, a, oh, like yeah, it shows it's up in... The, uh, the um,
0: gender-bent uh, Django Fett, you know... Looks actually kind of cute. I'm not gonna
2: lie. <laughs> <coughs> oh, yeah, that's weird. like with the red
0: lipstick and like the blonde hair. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a legitimate thing. I'm just saying, it's a it's it looks, it's Caitlin It's Bette. make believe. What,
1: what? <laughs> it's Caitlin. Bette.
0: Oh, stop it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Cancelled. No, I mean, Jonathan's comments not in, in any way the reflect the opinions of two and of nor... Well, I
1: mean that's where I thought you were going with oh, okay. um,
0: <laughs> so let me actually totally change it. Um how cool was it to see a Y-wing next to the bad Batch's ship? And oh. where do you think he got the Y-wing from?
1: Uh well, he was they were obviously using the Y-wing on at the end of uh uh, Clone Wars season uh, uh, seven, remember? That's the I think mm-hmm. it's the same Y-wing uh, from that episode where they remember where uh, uh is falling, free falling, and then uh, he has to go catch her. I think it's the same Y-wing. Are you huh. sure? Oh yeah, I'm. I'm very. I'm pretty sure. Really?
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause you, I, I would have forgotten tuning because it up because I thought he's gotten it from the rebels.
1: Mm. No, no, no. I think that uh, it's the same thing because you see him tuning it up when she's. Uh, uh, <clears throat> laying the stuff down at the grave site mm. um, uh, of the clones in the final scene. I didn't even mm. notice that.
0: Wow. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's for me, like, I've always thought that the prequel era ships were way better designed. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, I love X-Wings and I love TIE Fighters, <clears throat> but all of the Clone Wars ships look so much cooler. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so... For me, I was like, oh, man, Y-Wing next to Bad Bad ship looks amazing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like in Mandalorian when you have, um, you know, have um, uh, Bo-Katan's S- ship, which yeah. looks amazing. Mm-hmm. So, like, the curves and the, like, it's it looks like a razor blade that could cut through the space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, you know, next to, like, you know, uh, <laughs> Mando's ship. Went. What was it called? The... Um, the Razor Crest, the Razor Crest that got blown up. Thank goodness, because it was a hideous thing. Um, oh wow,
2: I, I I actually like the Razor Crest,
0: but that's just the, you know. He's gonna get a way cooler ship. Trust me. Um, oh, boy, but anyway, boy. anyway, ship design—that's not my thing. That's a <laughs> thing.
1: Uh, slight detour. This is not bad batch related, but did you see the uh, the video that Variety put out <clears throat> with uh, Pedro Pascal and uh, uh, Ewan McGregor interviewing each other?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched it.
1: Oh, it was, I, I, it was really fun. It was, a lot of the discussion wasn't about Star Wars, but there was some eye-opening stuff about... Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, Ewan about is really, really excited to work on the volume. I like, I am surprised. Like not having blue and green just completely surrounding mm-hmm. him, he's like, this is amazing. I can see like where I'm at. <laughs> I think that Ewan is the best, like,
1: uh, I'll use the phrase, foot soldier that Lucasfilm's had in a while because a lot of the actors... As soon as something goes south, are just willing to throw Lucasfilm under the bus for things. And right. when Kenobi oh, yeah. got when Sign Kenobi the <laughs> when, when, when the Kenobi series got delayed by uh, a decent amount, uh, when when the Kenobi series got delayed, he like took a lot of the flack for it, and he was like, "No, no, we're still doing it. It's tweaks. Uh, I'm involved." I'm we're sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I I can't have it. Like he he made it sound like it was his fault, mm-hmm. not Lucasfilm's fault. So he kind of fell on the sword. It's a very honorable thing to do, um. Uh, and he's oh, yeah. done a very good job of promoting the show while working on the show and building hype. So I'm very glad that you know he has the right kind of mentality that I'm looking for. So that makes me extra excited for the series. Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Well, he seems excited about stormtroopers, at least. Yeah, so. that was. That was exciting yes. too.
0: Yes, like the dis- any time that they're describing that, I totally relate. Don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the funny thing about stormtroopers
2: compared to clones is that most of the clones were animated. I think uh, in the, at least uh, actually, yeah, I don't think there was any real clone costumes. Uh, no, in, there was some. They Terminator. just they just you know copied a lot, but there yeah. there, there were some there. But yeah, he hasn't been with the the stormtroopers at all. Yeah. So that will be interesting to see that um but
0: i just wonder how much he knows about the somewhat fan obsession that's become Mm -hmm. a big thing in the community over ewan and his portrayal of obi-wan yeah i don't know that he's aware of like because he's probably in his mind still in that mindset of people they kind of liked the prequels but a lot of them didn't Mm -hmm. um yeah he doesn't doesn't oh my gosh the
1: the the, the, the amount
0: of love that he's going to get yeah. when he starts just uh, oh yeah it's going to it's it it hopefully it'll be a really wholesome thing mm-hmm. for all of Star Wars community as I I,
2: I mean I think he knows uh, because there, I saw him in an interview I think it was on uh, one of those talk shows <laughs> or late night shows um and or it was the Graham uh, Graham Norton show, Graham Norton yeah, yeah and uh, I think that <laughs> he talked about how he was taking his daughter to school and. <laughs> Apparently, uh, somebody cut him off when he was driving or something, and so he like you know he pulled down his window and just yelled at this driver. He's like, "Hey, you!" and he he let out a few curses. And the person (laughs) was just shocked, and he's like, and he he basically said, "This is like that's Obi Wan Kenobi." (laughs) It's like, whoa, Uh, Obi Wan can curse. Yeah, so I I think I think he's somewhat aware, at least of his impact on the prequel series because. Really, you know, th- he was the one who, who held it up for sure. Uh, um, well, the, in spite the best of the story,
0: point. James, would be were he to get pulled over by the police and and just be like, you don't, don't need, need to see my identification. <laughs> and for it to actually work, you know, oh. even though that was, you know, Sir Alec Guinness. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that would be so great. Oh, And that maybe would be fantastic. they'll even do that in the Obi-Wan show, like... Oh, it'd be great I, to see him at
1: some point in Parallel. the show. At some point, he has to say hello there.
0: Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. someone that, like, like
1: even if the writer or the director Deborah Chow, which I think Deborah Chow is going to be tuned into this, but even if they're not, someone on set is going to be like, "You're saying hello there, right?" And they'll be like, "What?" And they'll be show them all the memes, <laughs> and they'll be like, "Okay, fix this." Like, someone's got to know that they need to have the words "hello there" involved. Yes.
0: Well, whenever um, How It Should Have Ended does its parody of the mm-hmm. Obi-Wan series, and yeah. they do the helmets thing at the beginning for the yeah. new Star Wars intro. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do 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 dum, dum Instead of Star Wars, it should just say, hello there. Hello there. <laughs>. Hello there. Yeah, Star B- for the, the, for the yeah. Obi-Wan. <laughs> hello there, a Star Wars story.
2: For sure, yeah. <laughs> credit um. me. Credit me. Come on. His, you're unfortunately, His, you're hobby. not the first
0: person
1: to say that, Nathan. I know. I know. Well. It's too obvious. Also, we on the same, while we're on the same note, we did also learn this week in the news department that they officially wrapped production of Book of Boba Fett. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And we also learned that on the t-shirts that they had at the wrap party, it said, uh, Wrap Party Book of Boba Fett S1 for oh. Season 1. Mm-hmm. Does that mean we're going to get multiple seasons of Book of Boba Fett? Because I was under the impression it was a one and done.
0: Mm. So I hope that... not. I hope not. You hope it's not
1: <laughs> multiple seasons. Yeah.
0: No, I I was <clears throat> I was quoting Padme, uh, well Queen Amidala, but no, I hope it's not <laughs> just one season. I yeah, hope it's multiple. Mm. yes, I do agree. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't want more? Like the moment that we saw of of Say him one? you know standing on the rock and the horn blown yeah. behind him, and then he just goes wild on these stormtroopers mm-hmm. at that moment. It was every Star Wars fans, Boba Fett fan, especially just like living vicariously through that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That
2: moment and the the Slave One appearance in that episode, I was like, Yeah, yes. that was exciting too. Yeah, but
0: I don't know how they're gonna top it, man. Season two of Mando was literally perfect, except for episode two. Um, so perfect, except for the spider, little ice spiders. It was amazing. The entire season. <laughs> I don't know how they're gonna top it. <laughs> I, don't know how to talk, oh, I, I can tell powers. you how they're gonna
1: top it when we get our first glimpse of a live action Grand Admiral Thrawn or a <laughs> live action or a live yeah. action uh, Ezra that <clears throat> I think is gonna be pretty close
0: the, yeah I true. mean yeah those will be great those will be great yeah be great. okay mm. uh, back to bad bash <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the scene okay let's talk, let's go through this scene. Recker, he's basically getting scanned. He's about to go in. They're like mm-hmm. getting ready to stun him or whatever and put him into the machine. When he obviously loses it. Yeah. Um, and uh, Rex has got his gun on stun, of course, trying to take him out. But mm-hmm. he basically just—I mean—knocks knee knocks everybody down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him, you know, go all out against his brothers yeah. that way. Gosh, it was scary. I'm and so I thought I thought the
1: tech was dead. I thought he had completely mm. killed him when he was choking him because it sounded like his yeah. neck
2: snapped. Oh, Ugh. I mean that, that would have was... been wow. Mm. The the thing is though, there was the, I don't know if some if someone had mentioned this when we were watching it, but they could have put him under just before. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that would have been the that wiser that thing. That would have been the wiser
0: thing. Yeah. So
2: yeah. I I don't know why they didn't do that, but you know it's. Yeah for some reason. Well, I mean, obviously we wouldn't have had an exciting episode if that yeah. hadn't happened, but you know, nonetheless, it probably, well, I was been.
0: thinking Ahsoka knocked out Rex. Yeah. Didn't yeah.
2: she? She did actually. Knocking
0: yeah. out record would be probably a, and they don't want to mess up at this point. They probably didn't want to knock him out anymore. Cause it might activate his chip. Might activate, I don't know. You're
1: right. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. But, um, they could give him so, some sleeping pill or something.
0: I mean, they, they pulled out everything against him. Um, he Hunter literally throwing throws, his Fabro daggers and like. He literally you know, throws
1: Echo into a, a stun blast and then he keeps yes. going and throws him into. Uh, uh, I think it was. Uh, who was it that shot him? Was it uh, Rex? He throws Echo into Rex like mm-hmm. he's nothing and you're just like, wow, like that's powerful stuff.
0: And it also explained to us um, how Order 66 works in that he immediately had his memories still and knew that they had disagreed, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they, they have all, all of their previous knowledge up to that moment. Yeah. It's just overridden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he knows that the bad batch has obviously disobeyed. Mm-hmm. That was a cool explanation. I, I didn't know exactly how it worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's clearer, clearer now. And I'm assuming that he just like any other clone, like let's say that we were to save at this point, crosshair He's going to remember everything that he did while he was under the Order 66 chip. Yeah. And I don't know that he would have too much of his opinion changed, but he would probably feel a ton of regret for what he did.
1: Yeah. I imagine.
0: Well, I mean, that'll be a heavy thing for people to deal with is how much how much redemption are you allowed to give somebody? Mm-hmm. Um, like Vader gets redemption, Kylo Ren gets redemption, but both of them die so yeah, quickly exactly. that we don't get to see. Yeah. So how how are they going to handle that? James, you got any thoughts? Um honestly, if Crosshair is redeemed that way.
2: Oh, for Crosshair? I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see cuz if I feel like you will have to see a completely different side to his character for sure if if they redeem him. <clears throat> I almost wonder if they're not going to redeem him for the sake of keeping him the main villain of the show uh because that would be a very interesting character arc of having you know one one out of the bad batch being turned on them for quite a while and he admittedly is a pretty i mean out of the bad batch he is the best villain uh because he just has that sinister snakey side to him and everything Mm -hmm. so uh, it would be interesting to see him become good but I don't know. I mean, I, there, there's a part of me that would even enjoy the idea of them having to, at some point, like, if, like, having to stop him to, like, where they can't turn him. Or, like, he's, yeah like, he's come to the point of no return. Like, they, they put in an inhibitor chip that is irremovable or irreplaceable mm. or something like that. They could get to that point. Um, and then, you know, having to give him up in order to save... Uh, I mean to save omega uh, that would be interesting if they had to come to that conclusion but then again I don't know I mean it would be interesting to see if they end up going back even further to <clears throat> seeing the bad batch more in the clone wars to see them before where we met them in uh, the final season so that's uh, I don't think we're going to get that I mean it might be a short scene I don't think we're going to get uh, that
1: much flashback well not
2: like a full episode but maybe just like a you know short scenes or clips of maybe. of moments or something but to mm-hmm. your point,
1: Nathan, if we do yeah, the get he does of it. if he does get redeemed, I think he dies pretty much instantly because mm-hmm. I think that the Star Wars writers at the moment are not fully prepared to do a full redemption story of you see them redeemed and continue to live. I think that you know uh, Rise of Skywalker is one evidence of that. They could have had it was it would have been very easy for Kylo to have lived. But yeah. I think that they just didn't know how to handle it as well, and they didn't want to take the time to. And I think that right now, that's a safe. It's a safe move to redeem, but kill them off because mm-hmm. then you don't have to continue to live with the redemption of them. So
0: I think. Would you compare it to Agent
1: Callus at all? Uh, Agent Callus, they he didn't really he wasn't he didn't do uh, activities that would make us hate him. We disliked mm-hmm. him, but we didn't hate him, so it was easier to. To bring him back, Uh, and he wasn't the primary villain of the series. And that
0: Mm -hmm. Callus
2: was in uh, oh oh uh, Rebels, 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 which you haven't finished yet, and you need to. Uh, I haven't. So spoilers. Yeah. With with Crosshair, we know that
0: they they also like turned his chip up. They like magnified the intensity. Yeah. So if we're ever going to be able to move past and forgive a character, it's going to be because they had this chip that yeah, and so. I don't know. It'd be very interesting to see which way they go with it, but mm-hmm. the likelihood of it is that you're right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So um, <clears throat> when he's chasing Omega, Wrecker's chasing Omega, and she she's crawling under doors and she's you know going through like you know basically it's like it's kind of like the scene where the kids are running from the Velociraptor in Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. or and Hulk she's trying to or hide. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Or what? Oh, so Hulk, Hulk, Hulk and, and, Black and Black Widow, Widow.
2: In, in the first Avengers. Almost. Yeah.
0: Yeah since Hulk and Wrecker are basically the same archetype there yeah definitely Um, Omega tries to reason with him and it's so sad you know and he repeats the mantra good soldiers follow orders Mm -hmm. and in that moment he did like have the slightest hesitation yeah you know I feel like that was his version of the Rex you know trying to resist against Ahsoka fine fives you know Mm -hmm. but it still shows that the mental fortitude is just, it's not possible to resist it. Um, yeah. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, like sin if you're a lost person. You just, you don't have the power to resist it if, the, if you're not, a you know, and we're not a Christian podcast here, but, but <laughs> it's kind of, the it makes sense, you know. Yeah. Everything you do, you, you just can't, you can't stop sinning because that's all you know how to do. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm. Um, anyway, <clears throat> moving on. We don't have to get up on spiritual stuff, but um, <laughs>
2: the uh, a good
0: analogy. Yeah, yeah, figure with James I, I, here, James is... If,
1: if you think, we don't know much of more of where the show's going, because I think now that we've seen Bracca and we've seen Rex and that stuff, we have pretty much seen all the footage uh, that we've been shown in the trailers now. Yeah. Um, so we're really going in blind at this point into the next, uh, into the next couple of episodes. So
2: it'll be interesting to see you know, where they take it, because we're just just not ready for it. I have Um, um, a question, or maybe a prediction, I suppose. Um, Do you guys think there's going to be any experience where they might be, where it might take place on the, uh, not fully created, but maybe the uh, newly constructed Death Star, Uh, in the sense that maybe they... End up on some part of a ship or something like that, and then you find out at the end of the episode. It's actually the Death Star.
0: We're so far away from it being finished. We're fifteen years out.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I mean, um, they got pretty far along
1: in the production of it, and then something happened that basically they had to start from scratch again. So it's possible. Um, uh, I, I think it's possible. I think that I think that feloni really isn't that big a Death Star proponent and so I, I mean he, he referenced it in Rebels but he really didn't make it a, a focal point point. and so knowing F- Filoni's the creator of the series and one of the showrunners I don't think that he's
2: gonna hmm. really utilize he'll let the other series he'll let Andor or something else you know explore that
0: mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> what, about, what about Tarkin? do you think he's gonna come back? oh yeah he'll oh, come yeah. back at some point
0: mm-hmm. Tarkin will be back for sure Mostly just because... As will the Imperial that some, uh, Admiral that we got introduced so to. to.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that mm. guy. I'm trying to remember his name.
0: Well, we haven't seen him in like five episodes. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'll be back. Fennec Shand will be back. Tarkin will be mm, back. Yeah, All of these villains that we haven't really seen much of recently, they'll be back. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I want to mention this too. It was a great choice to show the moments that they waited on record to wake back up yeah it was a great choice to make us wait and see them agonizing Mm -hmm. over is he gonna be okay like i actually wondered as as if like i've really wondered is he gonna be the same is he gonna be okay or is he gonna like you know not totally recover and not totally be the same or yeah you know that's just not something that this type of show has done so well before yeah you know because <clears throat> the pacing is so fast, generally mm-hmm. speaking. Yeah. But I thought this episode flew by, like just yeah. raced by, because yeah. it was so good and packed from the beginning to end. I was like, oh my gosh, that's it! Ah, I just felt like we we're getting into the into it, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've said it every episode. This is such a strong first season.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, well, so Well, this strong. was a really strong
1: episode. Yeah, and this is a really strong first episode. Or not for but this is the wrong episode. But it, I mean, it's just the whole season has <clears> just been nothing but but hits, and this episode was really a home run. So, hmm. and then the Mantel
0: mix that they bring back out the um, that'll be a snack at Galaxy's Edge, I'm sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> Man Ord Mantel mix the the flavor. Maybe it already is. It might I'll already be there. Go. I need the, to go
2: look that up later.
0: Uh, I bet you that it is, and they're just like, hey, this is the one that they ate. You know that episode, whatever. Yeah. You know.
2: Yeah, we'll have to go there and be like, put it on Sid's tab. <laughs> put it on Sid's tab.
0: <laughs> That's give the you, secret code phrase.
2: They give you like they an, give extra, you a <laughs> an extra order, an extra ball or something if you
1: do
0: that. That'd be funny. That would be. Oh, that'd be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, too um, many who on.
0: We have to say goodbye to Rex again, Jonathan.
1: Yeah, I think it's good though. I think that if they kept him around, it'd get old. Like the what made him, what made his return so great was the fact that he had been gone. Mm-hmm. And I think if they keep bringing them back, it's gonna, it's it's gonna get old. So it's I like the thing where they're bringing in reference characters like the Martez sisters for okay. one episode and then they're gone. Bring in Rex one episode they're gone. Even uh, the the family from uh, uh, from Felucia, not not Felucia, or maybe it was. Wait, but that family, uh, no Salukami.
0: So yeah,
1: you see them for one episode and then they're gone. So it's like they're, they're doing a good job thro- showing these minor characters, but
2: not uh, dragging, uh, out dragging anything out. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Well, we know the Empire's been informed, and they're probably coming there and in force to uh, yeah. stop or at least capture or find them. So I don't know if they're going to get off, or if possibly like a ship damage situation again. I don't crash know. Crash landing, or... Yeah. We'll see. But mm-hmm. the Scrapper's Guild, it's uh, it's possible we'll get to see more of them. That'll mm. be exciting.
1: That will be exciting. Um, yeah.
0: Just don't know how much how much time they're going to have to get out of there, uh, and it's, they're going to have to be quick. It, but, it's probably just going
1: to be one episode. I don't think they're going to stay on yeah. uh, Bracca much more than that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might not even, might not even be, but four or five minutes of the next episode. But yeah, uh, we will we'll definitely see. I keep hearing that the back half of the season is going to get even better. Um, people are saying that this is, you know, it's, it's only getting better from here, and that makes me excited, mm-hmm. um, more driven. So yeah. we'll see. But uh, rankings for this episode, I'm gonna go ahead. I know I texted Jonathan and I told him ten yeah. out of ten. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say nine and a half out of ten.
1: Hey, I was gonna say nine and a half out of ten. So okay,
0: I'm with you. Yeah,
1: I still, I, I personally still think in in hindsight i think the first episode of the season was just so good that i think that is maybe a little bit better but this is up there it's i'll have to review this is, a good, this is i think this is like the solid like that first episode's basically a short movie of oh, just mm-hmm. the regular normal sized episodes this is the best one i think
0: mm-hmm. oh gosh not even questioning about
2: it james uh i would actually say 8 out of 10 just because even though it was a good episode and it really you know it really was a good episode i think that it's you know it did stay fairly fairly predictable in somewhat of its nature i mm-hmm. think um uh just because you know the callback references to um uh, well i mean and and well i i think that's what kept it good was the callback references but i think that there was probably a few too many things that were a bit stolen from other things that yeah and um and I don't know why, but I didn't feel the threat of record too much. I think if they had actually sended it longer, like I said before, I think that it, it probably would have been more interesting. Um, but the fact that they wrapped it up fairly quick, and it might have just been the fast-paced uh, motion of the episode that made mm-hmm. it feel like it was quick. Yeah. But I just felt like they could have stretched it out a little bit longer, so that's why I give it 8 out of 10. But it wasn't a bad episode by any means. I think it was a good episode in its in the story arc.
0: Hmm. I'm kind of sad hearing James because I really wanted you to like it more than that. <laughs> yeah. It happens. I'm just you know I'm just looking at it. He's from just critical. That's, perspective. that's why we
1: bring that's why we bring all all perspectives yeah. on or
0: most perspectives. Yeah. <laughs> Very good from Very certain good. point of view. I guess. Yeah, I see what you did there.
1: From certain
2: point of view, <laughs> from Robot <laughs> Chicken. Oh, I I I have to watch that one again. It's been a while. See, we still need to review. Blue Harvest. That's that's yeah. We do need to do a Blue Blue Harvest review at some point.
0: Do we? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe not. I mean,
1: when when we get a when we get get a Patreon, uh, (laughs) (laughs) that'll be like the the get us up to this point, and we'll review (laughs) all the Family Guy Star Wars stuff. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Anyway all right so i think that covers everything for this I, episode then. i think it does you're very thorough um james thank you for joining us again thank you for having me it's a pleasure it was, it was lots mm. of fun we'll enjoy i think we'll in, we'll include you in future uh soundtrack episodes I, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure i could say that uh, <laughs> not, not that we've already recorded them um uh <laughs> and then <laughs> tip in our hat uh uh, Nathan, I, I had so much fun last time with you trying to remember every place you could find. I uh, uh, find us. I want to hear you try it again. No, don't make me do it again. <laughs> oh, it was, it was, it was so much fun.
0: <laughs> okay, are you serious? Okay. Yeah. Um. All right, you can find us on uh, Two Sons of Tatooine on our Facebook page, uh, Stitcher, uh, Simple Cast. Google Play, Google Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Um, find us and support us in all of those places. Um, but our, our main place is Simplecast, and then, of course, our Facebook page, Two Sons of Tatooine. The Two Sons, by the way, are Tattoo One and Tattoo Two. They really should have been more creative with those Two Sons names. But <laughs> my name, of course, is Nathan, a.k.a. and p Bro. And I'm Jonathan Cohn. And I'm
2: James Cohn III.
0: And thank you so much for listening to Two Sons of Tatooine.